0: Welcome to episode 128 of the Childless Not By Choice podcast. My name is Savella Morgan. My mission is to recognize and speak to Childless Not By Choice women and men around the world, reminding you that you can live a joyful, relevant, fulfilled Childless Not By Choice life. I also welcome you if you are not Childless Not By Choice. Maybe you did not want children. Maybe you have children. Thank you for tuning in. Well, from the very top, I want to issue a correction. In episode 125, Are We Being Good Ancestors, the January 2021 episode, I made the comment that, quote-unquote, only in America, in reference to Kamala Harris becoming the first woman in such a high leadership role. I should have specified that for the first time in American history, Kamala Harris is the first woman and women of color to reach that level of leadership, Vice President of the United States of America, as there are obviously quite a few women running countries all over the world a wonderful listener brought this to my attention and even sent me a really cool video (laughs) highlighting these wonderful female world leaders. So my apologies for the misspeak and be sure to check out the really cool video because I know I watched it at least twice because it was so really cool. I've also put a, a Pew Research article link here in the show notes that discusses amongst other things, childless women and women in leadership roles. It's a great article If you guys have been listening to me for any amount of time, you know, I love Pew because they do their thing and they don't answer to anybody. And I think that's the purest form of, you know, research and writing when they're not beholden to anyone. So anyway, it's a great article. So do check it out in the show notes. And as I always ask, please check out the show notes. I put so much time in the show notes. Part of my research process is to write the show notes as i'm researching so that i don't have to go back and write everything you know from the top the the my research is my or it's my show notes if that makes any sense so there's a lot of work in there it's several pages all of the articles that i use for my research everything is in the show notes so do check out the show notes okay warning The title of this episode is, Who Would Steal a Baby? So, this episode may cause all types of triggers. I mean, look at the title. So, please listen in a safe place. In fact, I will give you some time to hit the pause button or to get to a safe place by telling you a little bit about this new habit that I'm trying to cultivate. I was Googling what we, the general human beings, celebrate in the month of April, and well, it's a lot. Some things are really mundane. It's like, really? We do celebrate this? And others are quite serious. And as I look at the list, I'm thinking, you know, some of this might even be triggering itself. But anyway, check this out. April is Fresh Florida Tomato Month. Say that five times fast. Fresh Florida Tomato Month. Really? Okay. National Fresh Celery Month. National Soft Pretzel Month. That's now, that's one of my favorites with some mustard. Oh my goodness. Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Uh, National Straw Hat Month. Do we really celebrate the National Straw Hat? I mean, it does come in handy when you're at the beach or maybe doing some gardening. So I kind of get it. I have a humongous straw hat that one of my friends gave me years ago. I use it every time I go to the beach. I mean, it's humongous. It covers the whole top part of me (laughs) with the rim. So anyway, I get it. National Straw Hat Month. Okay, Prevention of cruelty to animals month. Now, that's a good one, right? Uh, National Autism Awareness Month. Okay. Stress Awareness Month. We all need to be aware of our stress level, that's for sure, especially in light of what's gone on the past year. Um, this is another one, Black Women's History Month. Didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest with you. I know that in America, Black History Month is in February, and uh, didn't know there was a Black Women's History Month, but here we are, April. Uh, I like this one, Celebrate Diversity Month. I love that. We are diverse human beings, and um, I think we need to recognize it instead of looking the other way, and... Uh, then celebrate it, and then move on and have respect for our fellow human. I think it's it's really simple, but we just don't get it sometimes. And this one, National Arab American Heritage Month. Didn't know that either. So National Arab American Heritage Month is in April. And then these are the triggering ones. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think about it as I made the list, but they are important. So I'm going to say um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We always need to be, especially as women, aware of our surroundings at all times and do our best to, to protect ourselves. And I know it's not, I, you know, depending on where in the world you live, it can be, it can be not so easy. But I just wish you safety um, wherever in the world you're listening from. And um, this is another one, Sexually Trans- Transmitted Infection Awareness Month. You know, I did an episode, and I'm going to um, make sure that's in the show notes as well note to self, I did an episode. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the episode, but I'll find it. But it was in the episode. The reason I'm mentioning it is because it talked about um, how um, sexually transmitted disease can cause um, infertility. So I'm going to go ahead and put that episode in the show notes in case you haven't listened to it. That's another interesting, that was an interesting um, bit of research I did for that episode. I remember that. It's been a while. Anyway, there are tons more, but I wanted to give you a list from the very mundane to the quite serious, but what stood out for me, what I didn't mention in that list was National Take a Chance Day, mm-hmm. April, April 23rd. So I wanted to take a moment to ask you to take a chance. It's April, the beginning of the second quarter of 2021, We're in spring now. Well, most of us in the world are in spring, many of us. Things are still iffy with the pandemic, but things are looking up as more and more people get vaccinated. I actually got vaccinated just a few days ago as of this recording. I didn't think at first that I would. I was nervous because I didn't know what was in the stuff. I mean... They got it done so quickly, but hey, kudos to our scientists. What Where would we be as a society without these really smart people? And so, kudos to the scientists. I went ahead and took the chance. My arm is really sore. (laughs) I've had to put warm compresses on my arm and prop it up on a pillow to get some sleep because I just was not comfortable. I couldn't sleep comfortably because of the the soreness. But the soreness is going away. It's been a couple days. And so, yeah, I went ahead and did it. Anyway, I believe that our governments are trying. You know, I think we've not not been down this road before. No one has. And I know a lot of people are, you know, angry at the way maybe their leaders are handling things and doing things. And I get it. We, We just want to get back to some semblance of normal. But I think everybody's trying. I really do. This is crazy. I mean, we've never been down this road before. So anyway, I believe that even in the midst of all this craziness, we can take a chance on something. You know, we could start that book. It's not too late in the year. It's never too late to start anything. But I think you, some of you, are thinking of writing a book. Some of you have told me you are writing books and you're almost finished. And so, you know, keep on going. Um, if you haven't started, start. It's really easy. I'm. I know. I'm saying it as a, a two-time author, but what i mean by easy is you leave a pen and paper pad of paper wherever you are i have a pen and pad of, i have multiple pens and pads of paper on my nightstand um i have pen and paper in my vehicle and in my purse in my pocketbook, wherever I think I'm going to spend the most time. Obviously, I have that in my office as well. Wherever I'm going to spend time, I have a pad and piece of paper. Whenever an idea comes to me for a current project, I write it down. Just write it down. And then you'll see things start to come together. And then you can take what you've written down and start you use it as an outline to start writing and that's that's my secret to writing. Some people make outlines first and then they fill in the outlines. So whatever works best for you, you can do it. So if you are thinking of writing a book, that's my little tip for you. You know, you can start that newsletter. A lot of people have family newsletters and again in light of what we've been through the last year, a lot of people have spent more time together as a family than they have in forever and that's one of the few good things that have come out of this thing is that more people are spending time with family. They're getting to know their family members on a different level. And um, I don't know, sometimes (laughs) that's good. Sometimes it's bad, but oh, if you want to write that family newsletter, there's one in every family that wants to do the newsletter, find out where we're from, our background, you know, that kind of stuff. There's one in every family, at least one. So if that's you, just, just do it. Uh, Maybe you want to start a new exercise regimen or a a food you've never had before talking to somebody who doesn't look like you, although you've never done it before. Maybe all of your friends are your same complexion. (laughs) You know, it just, it's, it's worth a try, especially again with everything we've been through to realize and recognize that there are all types of people on this planet and we're all going through different experiences and some experiences others may not know about because that's not their life. That's not your life. So you don't realize this This is really happening to, to this person. And um, they're not kidding. It's true. It's real. And you won't know that unless you get to talking to people who don't look like you. So just a suggestion, you know, um, maybe talk to that coworker. You don't have to make it weird. Just just treat the next person like a human, which is what they are. We're all human beings. So anyway, um, I just wanted to talk to you about taking that chance. Just know that life is short. Life is short. We need to do the best that we can with it. And that's, that's it. Take a chance. April 23rd, National Take a Chance Day. If you decide to let, to take that chance, let me know. And, uh, now, Onto to our story. Remember, this may be a tough one. You may ask, why does she talk so much about mental health? Because I, I do talk about it quite a bit. And I think it's really important in our demographic to talk about mental health because of the things that society says and our body says are supposed to happen for us and they don't. That's deep. It's a deep-seated thing. It's not something you just get over. And so mental health is a big part of our demographic, or the need for mental health. But, um, you know, I hear quite a bit that regardless of what subject matter you're teaching, helping, coaching on, you do not have to be perfect to teach or lead. You just have to be slightly ahead of them on the journey. I don't know if you've ever heard that. But let me let you in on a secret. Most days I do feel slightly ahead, like I am really helping you, but some days my heart feels a little sad over the things that did not happen for me and I think it's natural. Um, what's even more natural is to recognize those days and then continue on but don't pretend don't pretend your heart doesn't hurt a little bit sometimes when it is. Uh, I don't think we should ignore our hearts when we are feeling sad or retrospective it's it's natural and I just don't think we should just pretend it's not happening. So the reason I talk about mental health so much, though, is because as child is not by choice women, we can often find ourselves inside our own heads. And as we all know, inside our heads is not always the best place to be. It's the reason journaling is suggested whenever we have been through a traumatic experience or when we just need to get something off our chest. I mean, I believe we should journal even if there is not much going on in our lives, because journaling is a healthy way for our minds and our souls to express themselves And so keeping things, any things, bottled up inside is never a good idea. It will manifest itself either in a complete meltdown at the wrong time, usually, or a literal change in our personalities and how we manage our lives. We can just, you know, fall apart, lose it, just stop doing things we're supposed to be doing and um, just completely go haywire. So if you need help, Ask a trusted person, and I'm going to put the phone number for, um, I think there's one on the website too. I mean, we're not really talking about um, suicide here, but I, there is a suicide prevention number on the website, childisnotbychoice.net, and I'll try to remember to put it in the show notes here as well. But, you know, if you need help, ask a trusted person in your life to assist you in getting that help and journal um, and continue to tune into this podcast, if I do say so myself. And of course, join our Facebook groups, um, interact with the child is not by choice in the groups. You know, realize that you are not the only one. I know many of us, I did in the very beginning, I, I, I thought it was only me. And uh, how could that be with 7 billion people on the planet and a good 20% are dealing with infertility? It's a lot of people, so you are not an island by yourself. I know it may sound trite. I know every situation is different, but I know community helps take us out of our own heads. Community, I, I love, I, I love, and I live for community because I believe that when you can talk to somebody who's going through the same thing you are, well, it helps. Okay, so back in two thousand four. One Lisa Montgomery concocted a plan that would end in the murder of the just 23-year-old Bobby Joe Stinnett. Link in the show notes to the articles on this story. It sounds like yet another terrible murder until you realize that Lisa Montgomery drove several hours to Bobby Joe Stinnett's house under the guise of purchasing puppies to carry out her plan what she actually did when she got there was horrendous what she did put her on death row and i'm just not going to go into the details here the story the links to the stories are in the show notes i'm not i'm not, i'm just not going to discuss the details of what she did um on january 13th 2021 she was put to death for what she did the first woman in about 60 years to be put to death in her state And you know, I was initially not going to cover this story because Lisa had children. She had four of them, but I decided to go ahead. I had actually literally stopped doing the research and was trying to figure out what to do for April because I had already started the research and I'm like, wait, she has children. But no, I decided to go ahead because here's the thing. Mental health is mental health. Lisa committed this horrendous murder in an attempt to manipulate a certain situation that was going on in her life. Her attorney's defense was that she had gone through a terrible childhood, which included terrible, horrible abuse by her stepfather. Lisa needed help. And, you know, the level of abuse she endured from the very young age of about eight years old, according to some accounts, they say led her to do what she did. I mean, according to one article, again, link in the show notes, her second husband, Kevin Montgomery, noted that, quote, the only thing I can think of is she wanted a baby so bad, unquote. I mean, you have to read the story to see that. I don't know if that's the whole story, but anyway, you know, it's true. Not everyone asks for help. In fact, most people believe they are just fine, even though the entire world can see they clearly need help. And in fact, many of you, um, your insurance um, plans at your jobs include, um, you know, assistance with a therapist, and it's, no one knows, no one has to know, your co-workers don't know, not even your bosses would know, unless you say something. So please, if you need assistance, um, it's... it's It's getting to the point where it's not a stigma anymore. Because because of again what's gone on in the last year, so many people have needed mental health to cope and deal with what we've all gone through as human beings on this entire planet. So we can't continue to use stigma as an excuse. I know that there are different societies listening, you know, you're living you're living in different parts of the world, and I know that in some societies it may still be a stigma, but Look, <laughs> just try to get the help you need however you can, please get the help that you need. So when we do not have an advocate, and you know, many of us do not, we will have to advocate for ourselves. And that's what I mean when I say get the help you need, ask for it, and keep asking. I, I know that it is a learned behavior for many of us to to try to advocate for ourselves because you know again especially depending on what society you're listening from especially as women we don't tend to want to or be able to stick up for ourselves it it can be it can be difficult to do so because then we got we get called certain names <laughs> or we're treated certain ways but please know that you know especially once you are an adult and no longer under the hand of those who should protect you but choose to abuse you instead know that you're worthy you are worthy of obtaining the mental health you need. You are worthy of stopping the abuse that can con- continue from your parents' home to your your husband's home. You deserve advocacy, even and especially self-advocacy. You do not have to live a life of abuse. There's, I know, I keep saying it, I know that there are different ways of life around the world, and I know that many of you are listening to me from certain Parts of the world where, you know, what I'm saying may be like, oh, that's easy for you to say. But whatever you can do to try to get the help, that's that's all I can say. I'm not in your shoes. I'm just here to try to help the best that I can. So, you know, I've had the opportunity to interview several authors on this podcast. There is a book list in our community page on the website. And so, if you go into the community, there is a quote unquote room inside the community where there's a list of books. And so, check out that community page. It's uh, on the childlessnotbychoice.net website and then hit enter community and you go on in there. Um, I've also, if you're in the Childless Not by Choice with Savilla Morgan Facebook group, I've created a guide. I've got like six guides in there. If you click on the guide tab at the top of the group page, there is a guide uh, or several guides and guide number five is a list of podcast episodes where I have interviewed childless, not by choice authors. So please tune into those episodes. And I'm, I'm saying this because, you know, you want to see people who are like you. So or hear from people or read from people who are like you. So if you if you get these books and I'm, you know, yeah, I'm plugging the books. It's going to help the authors if you if you it's not helping me. It's helping the authors. So do check out books that pertain to what's going on with us. And uh, as I said there are several episodes in that section uh, of the um guide where I talk to multiple authors over the, the years of podcasting. So, I find that reading is a type of advocacy, because when we, again, see ourselves in books and hear ourselves on podcast episodes, it helps. It creates community. You know, we've all been through some type of trauma in our lives. If we haven't, we probably will. I'm not wishing any of you ill will, but the fact is, Life. (laughs) You know, it's filled with difficulty. It's filled with broken hearts, unfulfilled dreams and unfulfilled plans. And you know, what do we do with all of that sadness? We have to, we have to let it out. We cannot let it stay inside. And that's what I've been saying all along. So in 1998, Gloria Williams, dressed up as a nurse, and walked into a Jacksonville, Florida hospital. Her mission? Steal a baby. She was almost caught as two other nurses ran down the hall with another patient who was in labor, and they reminded quote-unquote Nurse Williams that she was not supposed to be arm-carrying a baby. The rules were, and they still are, that medical staff are not supposed to move babies in their arms, only by a bassinet. And so Ms. Williams went back into the mother's room, chatted up the mother some more until the coast was clear, and then walked out with the baby, raising said baby until she was 18. And then it finally came out, the lie finally came out in 2016. Um, at that point, she was facing 22 years in prison. She got 18 years. Her daughter still sees Ms. Williams as her mother, in fact, asking that the the law not toss her in jail, into jail, and throw away the key. Well, well, she got 18 years. And she, Ms. Williams, says, quote unquote, that's cruel and unusual punishment. Oh boy. So According to the ABC News article, link in the show notes, link in the show notes, the NCMEC, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children here in the U.S., they say that, quote, many women who steal babies do so in a desperate attempt to keep a boyfriend or husband they fear may leave them if they don't have a child to bind them together. Analysis of past abduction cases has found that to be the case. They are of childbearing age and may already have children at home. The group says, um, now keep in mind, they may already have children at home. They may pretend to be pregnant, they may have recently lost a baby due to a miscarriage, or they may suffer from a medical condition that prevents them from becoming pregnant themselves. So. The reason I want to say that um, they already have children at home is key, but give me just a minute. You know, well, let me say it now. You see what the profile is. You, You see what the profile is according to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. It is evident that not all baby abductions are done by childless, not by choice women. That's the point I wanted to make. Like any diabolical plan, there are different reasons people do things. But the bottom line is that we have the research to prove that childless, not by choice women don't go around stealing babies. I know some of you have probably been, um, you've heard the foolishness. You've heard that, oh, well, you don't have any children, so, you know... Don't go stealing somebody else's. Yeah, I, I haven't heard it personally towards me, but I've heard people say it. I was doing research for this um, episode. I was on Reddit and I saw a post by a woman who said that um, her co-workers, she was babysitting somebody else's baby and her co-workers were like, well, be careful. We don't want you to steal the baby because you can't have any. <laughs> like, wow. People are just so mean. <laughs> but anyway, the point is that it's not childless, not by choice women, or in many cases, not just childless, not by choice women that are running around having babies. I just gave you two examples of women who who um, took or tried to take babies. So um, we already knew that. We knew it wasn't just us. So the key, as I said before, is... If we need help, we need to admit it and seek the help we need. We can get that help through therapy, through journaling, and through community. So, I hope that this episode has helped. Um, I know it was probably pretty tough to to listen to in some cases, and and I get it. But I, I really wanted to cover this, as I said. Although this, the first woman had uh, children already, the second woman did not have children. And um, so I wanted you to see the different reasons that people do things. I hope that if you're in in a bad place right now and uh, that you're feeling in a very difficult position, that, again, you will get the help that you need. If you need to talk to somebody, um, you can always message me and we can set up an appointment. I'm not a licensed therapist, I would more so call myself a coach, but um, I'm here. If you want to set up an appointment, we can do so. And if you don't want to talk to me, please talk to somebody. Talk to a therapist. I've also done several episodes where I've talked to therapists on this podcast, so you know, if you haven't listened to all of the episodes, please check them out. I know we're at episode one twenty eight now, but take your time and and check out the episodes. I really think that they will help you. A lot of times, I get um, I see posts in the group where um, where. Women may have a question about certain things, and it's something that I would have covered in in the podcast, and a lot of them still are not aware that there is a podcast, because when they searched and found the Facebook group, they found the Facebook group. They didn't see the podcast, so some people in the group don't even know there's a podcast. So I'm trying to get the word out. Even in the group, there is a podcast. the one you're listening to right now, Childless Not By Choice. And um, as a matter of fact, if you can help me spread the word, you can share the episodes. And sometimes you may have to share the episodes to maybe someone who doesn't fit our demographic, but they probably really need to hear that we exist. And maybe if they found that out, they may have a different way of dealing with us and talking to us. I know some of you have very difficult family members to deal with. And so, Please share the podcast. Tell people you know about it. I I want ears, more ears on this podcast. Um, the listenership has steadily increased as we approach six years, but I want even more. I, I want more people listening and tuning in from around the world. And the best way to do that is if you find value in the content, And I'm always trying to make sure that there's good content in every episode that you forward the podcast episodes to someone. Maybe not all episodes will fit, but if you come across an episode that you think, wow, my mother-in-law might need to hear this, (laughs) Mm, try, give it a try. (laughs) But, you know, just just know that I, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you forwarding on the episodes and telling your friends about the episodes. Don't be afraid to share. Um, uh, and if you want to give on a monthly basis, remember that I have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Childless not by choice. I have several patrons and I appreciate them all the time. But if you would like to become a patron for as little as $5 a month, that would be appreciated. If you want to give a one-time gift to help me uh, maintain this podcast, go to my PayPal and that's booksbycivella Morgan at gmail.com. So thanks again to tuning in to the April episode. Um, you know, remember, I'm all over the place, by the way, on um, social media. And uh, I'm on Instagram. If you want to, I have three Instagram accounts, you guys. If you want to join the Instagram account that's specifically set aside for the Childless Not by Choice platform, that's at Joy and Relevance. At Joy and Relevance. Just check it out. I was recently asked by a wonderful group to talk about my Childless Not by Choice journey. So I'm going to put a link in in the show notes for you to check out uh, the instagram page but uh you know it's the word is getting out i appreciate you helping me get the word out and let me know if there's anything you'd like me to cover and until next time have a great one bye